Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Brent Chappell, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so I've, my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by one former Rabbitoh, Steve Maven. What's still, mate? Hello, chaps. And Brownie's at work, so we're just going to do the show as a duo today. But we'll manage. He can have a day off. He works hard, Brownie, and we're all wharfies, and we just have to make this show working with our schedule. So what's on the show, chaps? Okay, we've got an interview with former Rabbitoh, David Crookie Crookshank, played with the Rabbitohs in the late 80s, early 90s, went over to England, and he talks about um, a, a pretty diverse amount of things, in particular for depression and, and the likes. He's had an accident and a few things, and we'll get into that a bit later. Remembering a Rabbitoh this week is Greg Bluey Mackey, former South Sydney junior, and we also recapped that win over the Tigers at Leichhardt Oval Sunday afternoon, and we'll also review that game against the Cowboys coming up Friday night. It's not far away, that game over. It isn't, mate. Yep, so let's get into it. So first of all, last week we featured Tasha Gale, and it was a great show, and she talked about her brother Scott and how it was terrible how he died from MND, but we just sort of brushed over the other brother, Brett Gale, and I was talking to Dirty Neville at my mate Peter Clark's funeral, and Dirty Darrell said, mate, Brett Gale was an absolute star. He was a gun. He said... We played him in the Jersey Fleet final and Brett Gale just carved us up. So that is a real sporting family there. We, we, we touched on that. The, the parents were both athletes, elite athletes. And so, yeah, great family. And if you haven't had a listen to that Tasha Gale interview, please go back and have a listen because it's, it's on our YouTube. Great interview. Great yeah. interview, mate. I mean, um, she, she's just a genuine legend of rugby league. Like one, one of the original South Sydney Rabbitohs won a couple of premierships with us back in the day. She played at all levels of rugby league. She's still involved. She's still a commentator. She commentated that game last Friday night, the State of Origin game, where we were beaten by Queensland up there at the Sunshine Coast, just on the bell with a controversial penalty goal. So, no, it's well worth a listen, mate. Indeed. Exactly. And I also just mentioned Peter Clark, who tragically passed away a couple of weeks ago. And what I didn't see is a photo that his brother Dean posted of me, Dean, and Brownie at Redfern Oval. And I missed Peter's comment. But his final comment was, you got heads for radio there, boys, but I love Rabbitohs Radio and Rabbitohs TV. Look them up. Awesome chaps, Mavo and Brownie, great podcast. So one of my best mates said that comment and I missed it until he passed away and I saw that and I just thought I have to have to mention it. So I love you, mate. Rest in peace. And we, we laid him to rest at Botany Cemetery. So I just spoke to his cousin, Trent, and we're going to go up and have a beer at his, at his grave and, 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 and think about it. He was a mad Rabbitoh. He loved the club. And he loved, he loved the Rabbitohs and he loved this podcast. So sadly missed. Now, 
let's just get into that recap, chaps. We just watched it. It's Sunday after the game now. We we put the Tigers away like we thought we would. We did a pre-game show, if anyone missed it too. We we premiered that and was quite good. And Brownie was on that one. And we talked about the the game. And first half, we smashed them. And then they we sort of took the foot off the pedal in the second, chaps. You know, I thought we got off to a, a fantastic start. I mean, look at the opening set of six. The Tigers hardly got out of their own end. I think they only got up to about the 25-meter mark, kicked it out to us. By the time we retrieved it, we were tackled on the 45-meter line. Then we scored on that first set on the right-hand side, the, the Tane Milne. And there was another little arm wrestle there for a bit, and, and they couldn't get out of their own end again. And then we brought the ball back to the 40-meter line. And on that set of six, Cody Walker scores a try down the left-hand side. So... Mm-hmm. We, we just we had them at sixes and sevens. It was like we had an extra man in the first half. But come the halftime break, maybe I'm not sure what Mads did. I think he might have changed the defensive structure, the way they were lining up. Hmm. And it, it seemed like they had they had the numbers when we when we shifted down either side, the right hand side or the left hand side. So full credit to the Tigers. They certainly uh, rolled the sleeves up and, uh, and 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 put it right to us there, maybe. They did, and a couple of milestones there. Renault surpassed. The great Eric Sims, I think. You mentioned that record before the game. And, yep. and also, AJ has gone to equal with um, the great... Um, the Fox. Fox for the Storm. And also, they, they well, they talked about it on the call. Also, uh, Jason Saab's looming there as well. So it's going to be an interesting race for that title at the end of the season. And it'd be hard to go past the Fox. But AJ on that left... and. The left went was good, but also Campbell Graham was good tonight. Two tries on the right, and he looked sensational. So he's he's on the verge of origin as well. So the right side as well. So Tane Milne and Campbell, two tries on the right. Left and right. Cam, uh, Cameron Murray went up the middle later. I've just put an exclamation mark on it. And I thought Liam Knight was good off the bench, chaps. He, he might have dropped the ball once, only once. But other than that, he was he came back with a vengeance tonight. He started well. When he when he got out there, he certainly bent the line back and, and we didn't lose anything when the starters went off. I think he made an error in the, uh, in the second period. But we, we, that, that first 10 minutes of the second half, the Tigers were all over us. I think we completed one from four or something like that. We had three or four errors and it just put ourselves under the pump and it really never gives ourselves a chance. But what, what about um, Adam Reynolds where he went oh. through a yawning hole? He had all the time in the world to put it down. And I think he must have been thinking of the try celebrations, which yes. this, I think um, for Mossy Masoi, I think it's sports bets given $5,000 per try celebration. So Adam mm. Reynolds had that in his mind. He's put his foot in a dead ball on before yeah. he's put the foot down. Mm. Uh, I know he had a great game, Adam Reynolds, by the way, like some of his passing, some of the way he squared up um, the opposition to, to put the boys out the back into space. He had a great game. A little bit off with the boot. But yeah. um, he, he went he went for the paddle and stood up for the surfing. And then Campbell Graham scored a try, his first try. And he went for the sprinkler, one of my old dance moves. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see the try celebrations, my mate. I think Cameron Murray's one. He threw the ball up and it hit him on the head. Was that a Falcon-type celebration? I don't know what was going on there, but <laughs> it was quite enjoyable anyway. So we put him away. And now we're going to talk about the, uh, the Cowboys game next week. And... We have got a fair draw coming in. We don't play a, a top four side till we play the Eels in three or four, four or five weeks. So it's a fairly good run, but we've just got to keep doing what we're doing and we can't afford to let teams like that score in some cheap tries on us. So I'm sure that Coach Bennett will be you know, on top of that at training this week. So let's move into Rabbitohs news, brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs, the Rabbitohs home away from home, the place to play 
or the bunnies are away. So, right. yes, Rabbitohs news yeah. is that on the 6th of July is reinstatement date. And that's a huge date for this club because 20 years ago was when we got back in the competition and the rest is history. And I just wrote a, I just read an article by Adrian Pasenko in the, in the Sydney Morning Herald. And it talks about George Piggins being our saviour. And yes, he was. And he spoke to some of the major participants in that that were there at the time, Dr. Jimmy LaHood and Normie Lipson, who were both good mates of mine and really close to George. And they told the stories about how it happened back in the day. And there was one instance there where when we got back in and someone said to George, oh, how do you feel? He said, I feel like the man that shot Liberty Valance. And that's an old movie where John Wayne shoots the bad guy and wins the day. And the guy goes, how the hell did he just think of that at the, on the spur of the moment? So the, the great man came up with a great quote at a great time. So that is a, a, a great day in this club's history, chaps. Oh, it is. Um, I mean, imagine we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now, Mavo. Um, the life, the lifelong passion that we've had for this club. I, I know my, I can only speak for myself, but I know you, you actually not only support them, you got the chance to play for them in, in, at the highest level there. So, Mate, I mean, there were so many sad people and so many people. You spoke to Brad Ryder a couple of weeks ago and he said, I stopped watching rugby league. It didn't exist to me. Uh, rugby league would die, in his opinion, if, if South City didn't get back into it. And I, I don't think it would be in the position it is today uh, with some of the big broadcast rights deals they've uh, been able to secure in the last 10 or, 10 or 12 years off the back of South's resurgence in those um, early teens, 2000. 12, 13, 14, um, the TV ratings were huge. And, and that's all off the back of um, South City re-emission to the competition, maybe. Yep, true. We'll move on now to Spotlight on the Pathways, brought to you by What If? It's Aussie for Travel. And unfortunately, they uh, still cancelled the Pathways. And I spoke to Joe O'Callaghan this morning, and the plan is that the Pathways will return in round 18. And that's the July 17th and 18th. Now, that's if all goes to plan and this lockdown's over. Hopefully it is. We don't know yet. He said, if it's not, then all of the top 30 squad and all the development players won't be available. So that'll leave them a little bit thin on the ground, which means that some of the young players will have to be called up. So that's an evolving situation. We'll keep you informed on our website and on our socials as to where that's going. Uh, okay, now we've got David Crookshank coming up. So here it is. Just have a look at a mate of mine, Crookie, who I haven't spoken to for 20 years, and it's a great chat. We've got former Rabideau from the 80s and 90s. He was a fantastic fullback, Rabideau player number 748. David Crookie Crookshank, welcome to Rabideau's Radio, mate. Thank you very much, chaps. What's happening, boys? No, not too much, mate. Um, just obviously, we're just off the back of a win over the Tigers here at Leichhardt, mate. Did you end up watching the game, Crookie? I watched the game, mate. I watched the game at the Beast Hotel, Moran Bay, and it was absolutely fantastic. I think the left edge is going well. Um, I think that Latrell Mitchell's just stepped up another gear. Um, and obviously, Alex Johnson is a try-scoring machine. But, um, yeah, they're very impressed. I think they're up there. I think Melbourne are the... Um, the um, main teams, I think that you know, I think that people have to deal with. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're, they're on fire. I think Wayne Bennett's got a on song, he knows how to peak aside, and um, 
yeah, I was very happy with the win, obviously. They came back a little bit at the end. Me mate lost a fortune because the Tigers came back, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> so you're doing it tough, mate, up there, up there at Byron Bay, mate. Well, you, you, you're struggling, huh? Oh, mate, I, <laughs> mate, I'm a gypsy, buddy. I've been everywhere. I've built bridges in the Amber, Tweeds. I'm, I'm a rigger, dogman, crane driver, whatever. But um, yeah, my <laughs> life's been, you know, like it's the kind of ups and downs like we all have. But yeah. Uh, at the moment, I am living the dream in Byron Bay with a few old um, Sydney boys. Like called Ross King. They call him the mayor of um, Byron Bay. He's about 75. Old mate of Terry Pages from the Coogee Bay Hotel where I grew up. <laughs> at Salinas, what's not all the great bands, but yeah. Well, mate, happy birthday too. Aside it's from that. <laughs> happy it birthday. is my birthday, mate. Yeah. Oh, a, thank you, boys. And what a place to celebrate it. No worries. The, the pub there at... Byron Bay, it's one of the one of the greatest places to have a beverage in the world. Yeah, one of the old, the most expensive beverage in the world, but it's not a bad one. Yeah. The woods are pretty good beer. Yes, <laughs> freshly oh, brewed. No, just having a beer with a few mates and um, yeah, really enjoying it at the moment. My birthday and um, yeah. Thanks for no joining worries, us, mate. On, on a Sunday night on your birthday, mate. It sounds like we've taken, a, no, taken you right, away mate, from I, a couple I, of mates, but um, mate, I, I must I, start I, with. I, a, here you go, mate. I had to drink mid-strength all afternoon just so I could be here and not be, uh, you know, like a little <laughs> bit sac- loose, sacrifice. you know what I mean? Look at the sacrifice. <laughs> Big sacrifice, mate. Especially when it's 4X gold that comes from Queensland, like seriously. <laughs> oh, this, there's a lot of big sacrifices here on Rubbo's Radio Podcast, mate, as you know. But um, we might get into a couple of questions, Crookie, and talk a bit about your journey, mate. Yeah, now, right, mate. Now, where are you from and what was it like growing up there, mate? Mate, I was born in Coogee, born and bred in Coogee Beach. Um, Arcadia Street first and Baden Street right on the beach. Um, I played, I started off playing rugby union for Clovelly Juniors. And um, when I went to Marcel and College, they played rugby league, so I played both. Um, oh, Australian schoolboy in both codes, tried to pick one or the other. So um, I chose um, the rugby union at that time. And then um, I left school and I went to the Roosters in 84, I think. Yeah, 84. And, and that decision um, come about to go to the Roosters, mate, instead of the Rabbitohs, mate? You, well, it's a funny that story, because, mate, we're, we're talking about the old days now. So it's a funny story because, like, I rang up um, Laurie Fry, my brother, my older brother, Matthew, who played with South and East. Um, he was playing. When I left school, I said to um, I rang up and they said, they said come down. In the old days, you'd go down for a trial. So I went down to Seaford Oval, my first time as a trial, and there were five games on. I started in the fifth grade, and then I ended up in the first grade team, um, packing down with a bloke called Terry Regan, and um, the other was Seamus O'Connell. Oh, yeah, Seamus O'Connell, and I spent 84 playing um, reserve grade halfback for the Roosters. In those days, it was first, second, and third grade. Bunny Riley was my reserve grade case. It was a very funny story because he used to, because I was only 18, he'd wrap up the big league magazine, he'd get us all in a huddle before the game. This was the, the, the psych up, and he'd smash us all in the face, right, with this magazine, <laughs> and just say, uh, hey, fair dinkum. And he'd smash us all in the face and go, now look after the kid, right? And then I had Gavin Miller in the side. Right, so I was the halfback, and Gavin thought he could play halfback second round, like, but he was a very good footballer, not bagging him, but <laughs> he pushed me out of the way. Right, <laughs> and then I had Olsen Philippana as me 5'8. Oh, wow. Right, and then and, and Horry Hastings playing lock. 
And anyway, the um, yeah, the journey then went from um, playing there, and um, my first contract was four thousand dollars, which is a lot of money in these days. <laughs> Not, but um, yeah, four thousand dollars, and um, I went back next year, and they said, "Well, we're just going to give you four thousand again." So I rang up South, and I said, "Oh, you know, like, are you interested?" And then they offered me fifteen thousand plus incentives. Well, the um, the decision was easy then. And, and I grew up as a South fanatic. You know, I, I remember the day that George Piggins and Malcolm really um, at the Sydney Creek ground, I was in the Sheridan stand and um, they were right there. And I'll never forget that Keith Page was the referee. The play went down the other end and George and Malcolm punched the living daylights out of each other. Right? And George tells me this story today. He said, I nearly had his eyeball, David, out of the socket. <laughs> but that was the game in those days. So, yeah. Nice. So I grew up as a fanatical uh, South fan and ended up going to the Roosters because I was there. So, so you made your debut with the Roosters, is that right? Um, with, with one of the one of the Maroobah greats here, could you want that? Corey Adams, mate. Corey Adams, great mate of mine, mate. Uh, Corey was at actually my sister's um, memorial last week. So I got to catch up with Corey and catch up with a lot of people over the last 20 years I've seen. I had a bad injury, so I've been a bit reclusive. Um, but now yeah, I'm starting to come out of it. It's been a long time. Sorry to hear about your sister, mate. Yeah, that's that's terrible news. Yeah, well, mate, it's a. Well, I lost my dad last year, but he was 85. He died of a sudden heart attack, and um, his passing was he was the last thing he was doing was tinkering with his baits and still doing his thing. It was sudden. You expect that sort of thing, I guess. It's a good way to go, but my sister was a bit sudden. We were very close. We are a bit of peas in a pod. We were a little bit crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was the way it was. Um, but, yeah, I've been dealing with that. Um, I'm the most concerned for my mother, obviously, and there's been a fantastic um, bit of support there, you know, that have come through Facebook, which I don't really use. But um, this time there, there was a great, a great outpouring of um, motion from people from Port Douglas to Coogee Beach. She was considered Coogee Beach. The, a bloke called Damien Holden said to me, he said, um, Australia had El McPherson, Coogee had Tanetta Crookshank. So they're the memories I keep dear to me and hold on to. Nice, mate. Oh, Very beautiful, nice. mate. Nice set of yeah. there, mate. You spoke about um, Simon of the Rabbitohs for 15,000. Um, how was that first off? How was that first pre-season, mate, um, leading to that 86 season? I, I, mate, in those days, the pre-seasons were really long road runs. I wasn't very heavy, but I just hated running roads, right? So, you know, I, I could have been, um, I could have caught a couple of taxis on the road runs occasionally, <laughs> right? <laughs> Slipped into a taxi <laughs> and got there, you know, on time. But um, oh, a very different era, mate. You know what it's like, you know, there was no um, interchange or there wasn't much interchange. And so forth and so on, you know. Maybe you know, mate. We played that game where you know, if if, if you didn't have if if you had your arm ripped off, you might come off the field. Yeah. But other than that, it was there. They don't none of them ten minutes on, ten minutes off, sort of thing. So very different era. Yeah. So we always ask our guests the question: Do you remember your debut? When we touched on that with the Roosters, but the more important debut was your debut for the Rabbitohs, and I think it was against the Chooks. Well, you know, maybe when, when you want one side of Allison Road or the other side of Allison Road, you're either a rooster or a rabbit. Right? Yep. And I was a rabbit. So, um, 
I actually debuted for the Roosters. But my first debut with South City was the proudest moment of my life because of the greatness of the club. And as you know, Bobo George was a legend, a great man. Yep. And Gus led us around the field a bit, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, he was a good mentor there. So what about your first try, mate? Have you got your memories of that? I've got no idea about my first try. But you know, the only try I remember Michelle scoring, Bobo, was the day against Canberra, right? And you remember that well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be honest with you, I can't even remember it. Well, I can tell you that you scored your first try against West Suburbs, Western Suburbs, in 1986 at the SCG. And in the team that day, you just mentioned Gus, you, you, your teammates were blokes like Mario Fennick, Ian Roberts, Bundy, Tugger, Turtle Rampling and the Moon Brothers. So you had a fair side around you. And, and, and don't, don't forget David Boyle, one of the toughest men I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. You remember that, mate, eh? The the, the, ta- the probably the toughest forward pack I've ever seen played against, except for maybe the Canterbury pack of those days. And yeah. do you remember um that Monday night football game where Mario got sort of yanked? Yes. <laughs> I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. You ran up into the stands. <laughs> it was called the Battle of Belmore. It was yeah. called the Battle of Belmore. Yeah. And all I remember is they just kept kicking it to me. I just kept that running into Peter Tunks, Peter Kelly and all those other legendaries. So they were a pretty tough pack too. Yep. That's why it was the Battle of Belmore. We were going to touch on that 87 game. So I'm obviously famous for that. And you you played in that as well. It was 87 against the Raiders. And I dropped the ball three times and got replaced. But one of the moments I remember from that is that I knocked the ball back once. And we've gone to, I wanted to get the ball. And we collided in the end goal. It was comical. And we both fell over and they came through and scored. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember it well, brother. Yeah, so. Anyway, and you know what? That's the only try I remember scoring was late in that game. It yeah. was already 40 nil, so it wasn't much of it. <laughs> much yeah, to I remember. Well, I don't remember that one because I was at the Cauliflower Hotel drowning my sorrows. So, I, I oh, that's that. right. <laughs> 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 you poor bugger, mate. Hey, you know, that's life. All that bad days sometimes, mate. Yeah, but you're a champion, mate. You're, Thanks, you're mate. a fearless running center. Whatever you, wherever we put you, you were good. That was a great team, great, te- a great camar- camaraderie, I think, in those days, yeah. eh? Yeah, we had some really well, superstar, man. It was Phil Blake. Yeah. Oh, what a superstar, Phil Blake. Mate, don't make it your memories of um, playing with Steve Maven, mate. You obviously played a couple of years with my uh, co host there, Steve Maven, mate. Any other memories besides that 87 collision in the end goal, mate? Oh, uh, it was embarrassing, but then again, you know what I mean? A game's a game, but. Me and Mavo were a little bit peas in a pot at that time. I remember Mario always saying, me, Mavo and Jason Moon were the space cadets. <laughs> yeah, we were we were a bit loose cannons back in the day, mate. That's right. But I'll be well loose cannons, but you know what? They had no mobile phones in Mavo. No, that's right. You can walk out of the bourbon, you can walk out of the bourbon beef on a Friday morning, or on a Saturday morning. At five and five a.m. and then go to I'm um, training and do your ball work yeah, and, <laughs> and then play that, Sunday. And we did that a couple of times too. But <laughs> but we had. Well, some, I think we did that a few times, mate. <laughs> we had a lot of good times. I remember my first trip overseas was in '86 after the '86 season two. Oh, and you were there. And I, remember, there. <laughs> I remember you. Uh, you did all right with the ladies. All the a couple of like people, girls were kind of going, David, David, are you there? And, you know, so. <laughs> 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 Oh, I wish I had that much luck these days, mate. It'd be all good. 
Uh, <laughs> let's talk about another story you're going to tell us. You got arrested once before training in, was it in Leeds when you went over to play in England? Oh, no, not that one, mate. Okay. Tucker picks me up from the airport. Okay. And we go out on a two day bender. Tucker goes home. I fall asleep in the Hilton Hotel. And Gary Scurfield's knocking on the door. See, son, you're on the front of the Yorkshire Pulse for drink driving. And um, yeah, so I spent a, um, about 12 hours in the cell there and then got to um, Leeds train. I didn't have any training yet, but it was Saturday morning. I got to the training session. And um, as I say, it was the old days. We were a bit loose. And um, got to the training session and um, Bernard Colby was this billionaire who owned Leeds Rugby League. And I was so apologetic. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So um, went out that day, the Sunday, and um, had quite a good game. So I was forgiven. Yeah. (laughs) But my mother, I went to change my life, actually, to go to England. But my mother um, read the back page of the Telegraph, says rugby rugby league star arrested in England. Oh. <laughs> and it was me. And so also, it wasn't real good for me, Mum. Anyway, I think another one that made the papers was when you're you're wheeled off the plane in a wheelchair right? oh. after a bender. Oh, you're bringing them out now, mate. Mate, what's going on? <laughs> we'll cover. <laughs> well, this. yeah. Well, I was twenty. I was twenty-one, right? And I did like a good time. And I drank too much on the plane, dehydrated, passed out, and they had to bring a wheelchair on. And then they wheeled me off. Now, if that happened today, well, I mean, I'd never play the game again. But lucky we lived in those days, eh? Yeah, true. Or played true. in those days. All right. And now, right. It was a different wild, game, mate. There were some wild hey. characters. There were some wild characters at the Mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs back in, in those days when you played, mate. Oh, tell, 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 us about some of the, tell us about some of the other characters, mate, in, in the Rabbitohs in those days, mate. Oh, well, Tucker was always a character because he was such a great player and, you know, what I mean, you know, we'd get in on the drink and Tucker would be... But that was Tucker. That was all good, you know. We loved Tucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're off going there, boys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Tucker was my mate. The, um, I remember when we came to... When we played with, at Salford together, half and five-eight, you know, we had great times there and... Um, he carried me home on his back one day when I snapped my knee, went to an Indian restaurant and we didn't live far away. But um, yeah, he actually piggybacked me home because I couldn't walk. I don't know how he walked because we had a few um, beers that day. And what about Brownie, mate? What are your memories of our co-host, uh, big razzle-dazzle Brown, the Waterloo whiz? Oh, Brownie. Uh, the little whiz, right? Brownie, mate. He, he was a good ball player. He could play the game. Right, but he's a champion, Blake, and I, you know, all the boys there were champion people. You know, even Michael Blake, everyone. Well, they, you know, they're, they're your mates, and you you spend a lot of time with them, and you know, you, you form friendships for life, don't you? You do, mate. You do, and and, and I had a bad accident um, in two thousand and five, and that's where what's made me a bit reclusive. But um, I'm starting now to come out of that. Tell us about and, that. Um, yeah, Tell us about know, that, Brookie. What what happened there, mate? Tell us the details. Is that if you could, mate? I was um. Yeah, I was um, I, I was actually rigging on Circle on Cable in Surface Paradise. I just got up there. I had a mental breakdown after football, and then got my life back together and um, started training and training. If they could put um, training in the pill, well, we'd all be good. But um, unfortunately, they can't. And I started training again, and then got my life back together. Went up to the Gold Coast. My family came up six months later. My um, ex-wife now and my son 
came up and um, everything was going great. I was training every day after. My mental health was fantastic, you know, after what I'd been through. And then, unfortunately, I opened a packet of... When you land a crane, the tower crane can't see, the driver can't see you. So I landed the pack on some um, bearers, timbers on bearers. They were strapped. When I took the second chain off, it hit me in the chest and I fell two stories down to a concrete slab head first. Nothing else hit the ground except my head. Um, I was dead for seven minutes and my brain moved to the right frontal lobe, which is responsible for behaviour and impulse, which... <laughs> I already didn't have real good um, <laughs> ability there. So we sort of um, condensed that. Uh, but, you know, mate, I'm alive and I'm grateful for every day I have because I should have been, you know, should have been a different outcome, but I was very lucky. So I thank God every day. Not that I believe God, but I thank the stars every day, I should say. You just touched on it then. So it's the Rabbitohs and the Tigers just played for the Beyond Blue Cup and it's to do with mental health and suicide prevention. And that you said you've had some struggles with depression since you retired from footy? Absolutely, mate. I've uh, With the injury, like, I mean, after I retired, I had struggles. Then um, I got myself back together, as I just said. Then I had the accident. And that part of the brain, as I say, is a, a, your cognitive sort of area. And, um, yeah, and I've struggled ever since. But, you know, it's not that bad, mate. You know what I mean? Every day is a new day. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's yet to come. And today's here. So let's just live in today. You must have yeah, known, I think um, we all should learn that. But, you know, I don't think that, you know, when we have are you okay days and things like that, that, you know, like Joe Abbey's raised his hand up. But if you haven't experienced it, it's very difficult to understand it. And, um, and I know I understand it because I have experienced it. And um, I think we all should be aware and not be ashamed of saying that we have had a problem or we have had issues, whether it be addiction, whether it be whatever it may be. You know what I mean? There are things, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. I've got a tattoo on my arm that says, fall down seven times, get up eight. I think it should be changed to fall down 12 times, get up 13. But anyway, <laughs> that's just the way it is. You get knocked down, you get up, and you get over it. Yep. You may not get over it, but you get on with it, I should say. Yep. And I think it's very important in this day and age with the scrutiny on young players and the, um, the fact that there are mobile phones around. And, and you know, like when you're 18 or 19, Mavo, as you know, you, you, you don't make the right decisions at times. And the decisions, the decisions we make today define us tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, that's wise words there, mate. Wise words there. Crookie, no doubt about that, mate. Now... Obviously, you're still a big fan of the game these days, and, and you've just watched the Rabbitohs and the Tigers game up there in, in one of the great great locations of Australia at the moment in Byron Bay, mate. Um, what about the 2014 grand final, mate? What are your memories of that? Oh, mate, where'd, I, where'd you watch that one? I was living, mate, and I've been a South Sydney fanatic since the day I was born, you know what I mean? And when that happened, I lived in Palm Beach, Queensland, at a house up there, and I ran down the street screaming, yeah, beauty and sin, when speaking football champions must stand above the rest. Their glory's old and records proud and often put to test. A fine tradition history which others cannot best, and we wear the red and green. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we bowled yes, about the Tigers, flew the dragons from St. George, the Seagulls and the Panthers next to with Mighty Force. <laughs> I won't go. You just know the rest. <laughs> no, good day, mate. Yeah. So, 
Mate, we, we won't keep <laughs> what are you what are you up to these days, mate? Mate, at the moment I'm um I'm working up here and I'm doing part time work and I'm doing a, I'm going to TAFE and doing a cert for in workplace health and safety. Um, being the fact that I've been in high risk work um, with cranes and rigging and that for the last um oh, what is it now about eighteen years. So my body's a bit broken up from all the accidents and injuries and football and whatnot. So I think I'm going to um yeah pursue a career where there's security, which I've never had in my life. And which has been a big problem with my mental health and um, the security is number one and that job will sort of get me there. I've been going to the mines, doing shutdowns, things like that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's not too bad, mate. I'm just trying to change career paths. And you've spoken to our mate Maroon who has given you a bit of a hand. So you've got a bit of a voice for radio. Um, yeah, so that could be something. Oh, well, yeah. this might be my first portfolio, maybe, right? Never know. Might be <laughs> I, might, I, I might not have to say. I, I might not say a too often, but um, yeah. Well, it could be. You never know. You never know. But Maroon did. He sent me a few um, a few scripts. You know, with the hard sell and the soft sell and whatever else on radio. And I haven't really got into it yet, but I'm sort of sort of trying to move that way. You know, there's a lot of things in my life that are happening at the moment, which uh, sort of some are difficult, some are good, but um, you know that's life, and that's life for everyone, mate. You know, I, I ain't anyone special. You know, there's a lot of people out there with issues and problems, and we just get on with it. You know, and I feel for those people. Well, mate. But um, yeah, Maroon, just say I might shield. Yeah, I just want to be a commercial. And you can get the greatest holding here of holding. No, I can't go on with that one. I lost it. I, I've got to have the script, mate. I've got to have the script in front of me. I'm standing, I'm standing outside the Beach Hotel in Byron Bay, as you know. And I've got some old legends in there from Sydney. And, um, yeah. Well, mate, and we're, we're just having a good beer. We won't hold you anymore. And I'll give you my radio podcast voice. David Crookshank, you're a survivor, a former Rabbitoh, and you're still going good today. Thanks for joining us on Rabbitoh's radio podcast. And thank you very much, boys, for giving me the opportunity. And I'll talk to you again soon, Smaver. Hey? Yeah, we'll be champion. Thanks, mate. Export Freight Systems. Email Ian at efsau.com.au and mention Rabbitohs Radio. He'll take care of you. NG Farah have forged an enviable reputation for consistently delivering outstanding results. Rabbitohs Radio is proudly brought to you by the Juniors. All right, Mavo, I think that's a, a first for the podcast, mate. We, we interviewed someone on Zoom and they're standing there out the front of the Byron Bay Hotel, mate. And I'm in Matraville in my home and you're at, over there at Botany, mate. Yeah. So, so oh, good, mate. good to chat to him, mate. He's a larrikin, isn't he? He is a larrikin and he was a great player. He, you know, he, like he said, he played Union and rugby league and Australian schoolboys. He had all the talent in the world. He just played off the cuff and he was, you couldn't tell what he was going to do. And I think half the time he didn't know what he was going to do. He'd be bouncing around and hard to tackle, but he was tough as they come and quick. And no, he's a lovely bloke crookie and what a life he's led. Like played at two different clubs and he's a journeyman. Or did he say he's a gypsy all, living all over up and down the East coast of Australia. And that fall from the crane on 20 metres straight onto your head. Like you said, lucky to be. How did he survive that? That's incredible. 
and the way and you can hear him speak and he's still switched on guy and so that just shows the how how tough he is and he's he wasn't shy about talking about his struggles with depression and and all of that and you know a couple of things he said there were really really telling about how he how he survived it all so you know well thanks for coming on Crookie and yes Byron Bay beautiful place I was only up there earlier this year and when we had that lapse in the COVID outbreak but no better hotel in the world that beach hotel on the shores of Byron Bay to have a uh, stone and wood. The stone and wood brewery is only up the up the road, so the freshly brewed craft beer is sitting there, and it's basically paradise. So yeah, he's in a, in a good spot there. Yeah, not not a bad part of the world. I've, I've had a couple couple of good nights in Byron Bay, and I'm sure plenty of listeners out there right now have. Anyway, remembering a rabbito brought to you by Export Freight Systems, with thanks to Brad Ryder. This week, Greg Mackey, nickname Bluey. Rabideau player number 672. Born on the 20th of October, 1961. Died of cancer on the 24th of September, 2014. Just 26 days short of his 53rd birthday and two weeks short of our 21st premiership. Well, that's terrible, isn't Rated it? Rated by... Fr- I remember when that happened, it was no, that, yeah, so sad that a, tragic, a bloke of, of that much talent was taken so young. And uh, he's, you know, he's a local guy and one of our, the friends of the show, Mick McGrath, we told him we're going to mention Bluey and he goes, good on you, boys. He was one of the best blokes you would ever meet and could play footy. So, yeah, carry on, mate. Yeah, he was a fantastic talent. No doubt about that. It's a junior. Now, rated by Frank Cookston, as one of Mascot's best juniors. The live wire halfback 5'8 played well above his weight. He was an extremely tough competitor. Played for the Rabbitohs between 1980 and 1983, playing 32 first-grade games, including five tries, 68 reserve-grade games, and 18 third-grade games. Scored a try on debut in the 27th, in the 22nd, in the 22 to 17 win over Penrith at Penrith Park on Sunday, the 3rd of August, 1980, in round 15. South beat them 59 points to five at Redfern in round five, scoring a staggering 13 tries, which were both three point tries back in those days. So, yeah, the old. Four-point rule never came. Four-point try never came in till 1983, maybe. There you go. So that was, I think that was, what, one appearance in 1980 for one try on debut. That, and that 1980 ties back to when we talked about uh, Gary Hambly last week. That was the year of the first state of origin. But, yeah, I didn't know that. It was still a three-point try up until then, yeah. He also played lock in the 1983 reserve grade grand final win over Manly. And we beat Manly 12 points to six. Ross Harrington scored two tries. John Javi, one try. No goals. So there you go. Three tries. Three yeah. tries and no goals in a grand final. That doesn't happen very often. And what about Brad Ryder's supplied us with these details? And that reserve grade side was Ricky Burke, who sadly passed away. John Javi, who you just mentioned. Mark Ross. Kenny Wright, who we've had on the show. Big Roscoe Harrington. George Longbottom. Tugger Coleman. Greg Mackey, obviously. Nathan Gibbs, Dr. Gibbs was the captain. Robert Truck Simpkins, Robert Truck Simpkins, Peter Smith, Ken Stewart, and a bloke called Les Davidson, who we all 
No? Oh, AKA, wow. AKA Bundy. So it was a fair reserve grade. Wow, so wow, wow. never get beat. Oh, plenty of talent there. Georgie Longbottom, he had a lot of skill, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and there's a few on that list that we're going to get on the show. I'd like to get Robert Truck Simpkins on and ask him why they called him Truck. I'm pretty much, pretty sure I know why because he was, ran like a Mack truck. Oh, uh, Robbie, Bob Simpkins, he, he, he was tough. Now, he represented New South Wales City. Um, I think it was in 1985. Yep. And in between 83 and 84, he played for Paris Chatillon. Must have went over in um, Europe there, maybe. Had, had a run over there. Never heard of that team. Paris Chatillon, we'll call them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's it. That's where they made the great champagne over there, mate. But he... But where he's probably played his best footy, maybe, which I remember him, was the Illawarra Steelers, mate, where he played 105 first-break games, yep. 29 tries, and kicked three goals. And also, 1989, played 14 games for the Canterbury Bulldogs before heading over to England, yep. where he had a, he had a massive career over there. He played 171 first-grade games over in England. Yep. Uh, the likes of Warrington, St. Helens, uh, Salford. Uh, he, he had an unbelievable career over there. It's 120 first break games all up. That's amazing. Right? He won the he, he won the player of the year over there. Yep. Uh, he, he was an unbelievable player in England, mate. And just you brushed over his career at the Bulldogs in '89. We happened to have crossed paths in 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 a game at Belmore uh, Sports Ground. Greg Mackey was a halfback. I was in the centres with the great chunky lines, and we beat him 10-2. So you can just rack up. One reference to S. Maven, and we'll move on. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yes, I, I, I knew it, I knew it would come back to you, mate. But anyway, but yes, like you said, chaps, great footballer, and some of his footy playing for Illawarra, just a champion. He could score a try. He was a try-scoring halfback, had miles and miles of ability, all the ability in the world, and to play over three hundred first grade. And yes, they don't count the pommy ones here, but he played more pommy first grade than he played here in Australia. So he had a, a long career over that. You don't play 300 games at the top level if you are not an absolute gun. And that's what Bluey was. And not only that, a popular mascot junior. And I think we're going to mention it, but we, we haven't yet. The, he was named in the mascot greatest players of the last 50 years. I think Brownie said he was named captain of that team. So that's how, high, wow. how highly he was he's regarded. And... Yeah, so uh, it's and like we said, Mick McGrath wanted us to mention that, and yeah, and um, it's a shame Brownie isn't here because I know he he would uh, have a, a a bit to say about Bluey Mackey, but yeah, just just a great uh, player, and um, yeah, he, I think he retired at the age thirty five, and had a remarkable career, and we actually got a photo of him from his funeral booklet from the great Lionel Potter, a South stalwart who knows them all. Who yep. was, was a trainer at South when I was there? Great man, Lionel Potter, and he's another one I'd love to get on because he could tell us so many stories from behind the scenes, and I'm sure we'd have some good ones about Bluey. Oh, indeed, mate! All up, you know, like 390 games played, mate, over this great game of rugby league at, at the grade level, and majority of those first grade mates. So, not many people can boast that. Yeah, and died in tragic, tragic circumstances. Yeah. Um, cancer, horrible, horrible way to go, mate. Well, it just made me think 79 tries, seven goals, and 29 field goals. So they showed a package of Cooper Cronk, Cooper Cronk on the telly this morning, slotting a lot of field goals and winning a lot of games. But Bluey did the same. 
So he could he could 29 field goals. You know what I mean? That, that's wow. <laughs> that's a lot. So you could obviously he had he's just one of those players. It was just a natural out and out footballer. And I didn't know him that well, but I, I, I've known some of his friends that are just devastated that he's gone and taken way too soon, just before he turned 53. And I'm actually 53 now. So, yeah, it's, you know, and I feel like I'm just a boy, chaps. I feel like I'm just starting to live my life. I'm in my prime. So to be taken that young, it's, it's a terrible thing. But I'm glad we've featured another Remembering a Rabbitoh on this segment today. Greg, Bluey, Mackie. Okay, let's move on to NRL News. I think we're up to, chaps, aren't we? Yes. Yep, NRL News brought to you by NG Farrow Real Estate. And now the origin team should be named just about now. I might just uh, have a little look at that, mate. I'm not sure. Well, I, can, news I, can I can exclusively tell you that Mitchell Moses has been picked. Now, they haven't released the team, but the headline being reported is that Mitchell Moses will be in the State of Origin team at 7.15pm. Mitchell Moses will make his State of Origin debut Wednesday after winning the race for the number seven, left vacant by Nathan Cleary. And Jack Whiten has been promoted to partner Moses in the halves. Now, is Renault putting his foot on the dead ball line, cost him an origin spot? I don't know. I think it was predetermined. I think that they weren't going to bring in, never going to bring in Renault or Cody, even though they've been lighting up the NRL. And like I said in our pregame show, New South Wales loss could be our game because we'll have our gun halves rested up, ready to make the run home for the year. And I think I did mention that, look, Parramatta have played well this year. So there has been probably Mitchell Moses probably has earned his right to have a crack at it. But like I said, I think Renault has been probably playing better footy. I'll probably want to, I would have went with Adam Reynolds, mate. No doubt about it. I even would have put Cody Walker in there, but that's not the way they went. I guess they're probably looking at the future. Mitchell Moses is a little bit younger. I know in Wayne's press conference, he indicated that if, if it was his decision, he'd go a little bit younger and look towards the future. Even I think they even got him to touch on Queensland. He said Queensland should be looking at uh, seeing what they've got in the stocks instead of picking the same blokes for a dead rubber. But, mate, I'm sure Mitchell Majors will get the job done. I know he's had a lot of detractors, but you know what? I think his long-kicking game is pretty solid, Mitchell Moses. He wasn't too bad the other night in a 13-12 loss. I know he missed that um, game-winning conversion, and they all miss him. Adam Adam Reynolds has missed, missed game-winning conversions in his career, uh, but he's kicked a lot more winners than, um, than he's missed. And I'm sure they'll do a great job in New South Wales, and I'm still expecting them to have a, a pretty strong win. Maybe. Renan missed one from nearly in front today. So, yes, he can miss a goal. And, yeah, so it's going to be going to be interesting. Just You just mentioned Wayne Bennett before. What did you say to Wayne Bennett in the press conference yesterday about a famous incident that happened last year, chaps? You had a little had a little uh, crack at him. Well, last year during the lockdown, um, just to refresh your memory, Wayne decided to go out for dinner at, with, the, with his partner at, at Grappa over there in Leichhardt and... And the press got all over it, and it was like he, uh, like he murdered someone, poor old Wayne. But um, yes. anyway, I thought I'd have a little, I thought I'd make a little bit of a lighthearted joke about it, and Wayne had a little chuckle, and it was good to good to see the legendary uh, master coach Wayne Bennett have a little laugh. Well, it worked out good. I, mean, I, can, I, I, I can I can take a bit of credit for that. You can. It worked out well. So can I. But it worked out good because 
I didn't realise that Grappa was over at the Leichhardt Way. So it was worked out perfectly that we were playing the Tigers at Leichhardt and you said, well, are you going to drop in for a bit of takeaway on the way home? <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was thinking about what to say to him all week because, you know, I knew that Zooms were back on and I would not miss a Zoom press conference because yep. they're a lot easier for myself being a shift worker and family mm. me, a lot, 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 lot of busy lifestyle and all that. But, um, yeah, it was good to get on and uh, get the monkey off the back and have a chat to Wayne and, and uh, Jeremy Monaghan text me, the, the host of the Top 4 podcast, and those boys are doing a great job over there. And they are. He, he, he had a bit of a chuckle about the question I asked Wayne. Yeah, and... Well, Zoom does suit us, and we were on there a bit the last year with the pandemic, and I actually said to Jez from the Rabbitohs, can we keep a Zoom a week, and if we go back to the normal press conference, let's do that. And he said, no, we can't. We've got to be guided by the NRL protocols, but I'd be happy if we just had the one Zoom a week with either Wayne or some of the players because it suits us because we can't always get into Redfern Oval and, you know, get in the cameras in there in their face and this is way better but anyway we'll keep zooming oh, yeah, yeah. if we can't get wayne or the team we'll just zoom and we'll bring you special guests and exclusive content on our youtube channel and also we'll be sharing this as audio content so now the end the next point chaps is that well that's what the, the big news was the 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 dragons players have been caught breaching the covid bubble paul vaughan um uh, some of the biggest names, uh, Corey Norman. Um, I forget they rattled them all off in the news, but it's basically half the team. What were they thinking, chaps? What they what are they saying? We don't care. Now the Origin team's on the on the screen now. Jack White and Mitchell Moses, yes. Uh, no real surprises there. Oh, Happy Coruscant's been named at number fourteen, so that, that'll be the change. He's come in. He deserves his spot too, Happy. Yeah, oh, I'm happy for Happy. Former Rabbit, I mean, he just definitely deserves his spot. Happy for Happy, yes. Well. We love him. He's a South legend, really, isn't he? Grand, grand final winner, mate, for the Rabbitohs. Grand final. And the story, you've probably all heard it before, but it's worth telling again. Poor old Isaac Luke got suspended before the grand final. And then Ennis was either injured or suspended. Can't remember. So they lost their gun hooker. We lost ours. And we had to bring in Appy. And they had to bring in, um, was it Michael Alicia or someone else? You might know, chaps. And whoever they brought in didn't get the job done, whereas Appy had a blinder and the rest is history. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it happens, mate. It happens. It happens. So that's the team. And, yeah, so, chaps, what are your thoughts on that? Are they putting the entire NRL at risk? Because I think what I'm well, thinking... Not, I mean, I've got no dramas if they've if they uh, they've had a win. They're all in the same bubble. If, 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 if say, half a dozen players from... The same team live, team live close by and have a bit of a couple of drinks and some dinner together or whatever. There's no dramas, but I believe there was people that weren't in the bubble. who were part of the party, and I don't want to speculate on it, but it, but it's not real smart from from these players, maver. Ah, well, I think that's they I've heard some reports that they said that there was only people that in the in the bubble, so it was only St George players. And maybe there's some excuse, but even still, yeah, you know the the whole country, the whole most of the country's in lockdown. Stay at home. Stay four metre distance. It's not that hard. If they're doing that, then they can expect to be a punishment for that because it's, they're already going bad, the Dragons. And, and, you know, look what happened to the Bulldogs when their players breached COVID and they've just got hammered. So, anyway, we're not doing it this year. Wayne's not going to grapple. And we're not breaching any bubbles. And we <laughs> and, um, and, and so, so 
hopefully we're going to get through this unscathed, but some of the other teams won't. Now, the other couple of quick ones we'll just talk about is, can the Storm be beaten, chaps? The other night, they were super impressive and they didn't have a bloke called Ryan Pappenhausen, Harry Grant and Big Nelson. So what's some, there's some sort of football side at the moment, aren't they? Oh, they're unbelievable. The, the, they just pretty much run straight through you all day. Whether you got the ball or not, it doesn't matter to them. They just they just play with such energy, and, and they always seem to run into space when they when they've got the ball too, don't they? Maybe? It's just a, it's like a well-oiled machine, um, and they've been doing it for so long. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to even imagine a grand final this year without them in it. I, I reckon you can almost pencil them in for a grand final this year. Well, it's not really fair. Well, hopefully, we're the one. Hopefully, hopefully, it's Melbourne Storm versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs yep. for the first time ever in the history of the game. They've never played each other in GF, and no. I'm tipping that on the podcast here today exclusively. Oh, yeah. uh, we've got to get back on the horse. I mean, we've got a big game next Friday night, maybe. Um, coming up against the Cowboys, looks like there'll be no crowd again. Obviously, not sure if um, our media passes will be sweet for us out there, but it's been a South home game. We might be there, maybe, mm. Friday night. Um, I, I think you can expect to see Peter Mamazoulis come off the bench, possibly. Um, the young debutante from a few weeks ago, I think he played against the Knights and, and played really well. Yep. Blake, Blake Taffel will be named at fullback, starting fullback, I'd say. Yes. And we've also, we've also got to replace a few others um, in this side as well, mate. Well, that'll be his first start at fullback. Well, it chaps, I don't think he started before. He just came off the bench, didn't he, as a... Uh, so right, that, yeah. that's, yeah. that's going to be good because we've all been waiting to see. And the one bit of game time he had was pretty good. He came on, he was busy, showed a great pair of hands to set up a try. He made a half break. So I know you're close to the family and I've spoken to him a couple of times. Great young bloke. My missus knows his mum, Dorothy, and she's a fan of the show. So if you're watching this, all the Taft family, we can't wait to see him go against the Cowboys who haven't been good, admittedly. They've been, they've been ordinary as well. And there's been people talking about all these blowout scores. And I don't know what the solution is, chaps. I don't know where we go or what, 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 what if they change the rules too far. Maybe the gap is widening. But in it, for our point of view, the blowouts, we've been blown out by the storm. We got blew out by Pembroke. And then we're blowing sides out. So maybe we're somewhere in the middle of that argument that I don't know what the answer is. We've also had some people on Facebook talking about it. Some of our, some more of our, more of our followers. So um, who, who, I'll just mention a couple of names. So, Eddie Khalil, he's not happy with the blowout scores. And, you know, he's, he said, you know, that, that he said the NRL's kidding. And also Clayton Gunning said, is there a bigger issue in the game than the blowout scores? I don't know what the solution is, chaps. You're, you're probably a, a greater rugby league mind than I am. If you're sitting in Andrew Abdo's or, the, you know, in the, in the top boss, in the top, uh, top job, what, what do you, what's your solution? I think we've got to look at the six again rule. Uh, if you have a look at the blowout scores, I reckon it almost started when all that came in. Mm. So, 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 so you got a team, for example, the other night against the Roosters that was sort of under the pump. Melbourne was sort of almost like a training run, but they'd get a they get a six again, say ten meters out from their line against a, a great line speed team like the Melbourne Storm. Instead, all they do is just you play the ball again. Wouldn't they rather stop the game, kick it out, get some more advantage, get set again? I think I think you got to give teams the option to, to take the, the the kick a touch and start again, especially teams when you're playing against a team like Melbourne. It's huge. It's a yeah. huge advantage for Melbourne if you only get a six again. You're inside your twenty. 
instead of stopping the game, reset, taking a breath, kicking it out, getting the advantage, and then getting set again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I think they've got to look at the six again rule. It's killing teams that are under the pump. Once you're under the pump, it's really hard to regain it. I know today um, the Tigers did, but that was because of errors that South City made in that first 10 minutes of the second half. We came out a little flat. It was 26 nil, and they wouldn't say they got into the game whether they were ever going to win at the Tigers, but it prevented a blowout score purely off the errors of South Sydney. Had we held on to the football, we would have put 50 on the day, no doubt about it. As, as you've seen over on the Super Saturday, it was like 130-something points to six or something in the combined couple of games. It, 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 it was a joke. Haven't said that, though. It's, it's always good when the Roosters get blown out, so I'm happy for it to stay as it is for that because we say it on the show. One of our favourite sayings, and Stephen Hayes, one of our great mates, this is to you. Any weekend where the Rabbitohs win and the Chooks get beat or blown out is a good weekend. <laughs> it, sure, it sure is. And, and I, I think I spoke about it we on Rabbitohs TV the other day. The fact that the Roosters refused to say the word rebuild. Well, I'll say it right here on Rabbitohs radio podcast. On the Rabbitohs podcast network, the Roosters are officially in a rebuilding phase. There you go. Send that up, Bondi Junction Mover. <laughs> exactly. So we've just touched on that. So now our next game was Friday. We play the Cowboys. So we've got a bit of a short turnaround and it will be minus our origin star. So very interesting team list Tuesday, chaps. And we'll look forward to that. So, yeah, well, I think it's been a good show. It's been a bit of a different show. The audio quality mightn't be as good because we are doing this via Zoom. And But we, we're doing our best in this lockdown to bring you this exclusive content and we'll keep bringing it to you because no matter what happens, if the footy's off or anything, we'll keep bringing you the show here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. So we usually let Maroon take us away, but Chaps, you got one more thing before we do? Well, just look out for Rabbitohs TV. It might be Thursday or Friday. We'll do a little lead into the game. It might only be a 15, 20-minute chat, just purely once we've got all the teams confirmed after Wayne's press conference on Friday. We'll bring something like that to you and uh, make sure you tune in via the Rabbitohs YouTube channel, Rabbitohs TV. Let's do that and make sure you subscribe. We need to build up our subscribers and listening hours. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel now, thank you because you have helped us out immensely. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If?, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel.